The intro. Doo, 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 doo. BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services. Here we discuss all things fitness, running, rucking, endurance, obstacle course racing, and more. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, real quick, we've got a special message from one of our close friends, Candace. She's running a photo contest this month. Take a minute and listen to her message. Hi, I'm Candace Day. I'm a 2019 Beast OCR team ambassador and local Washington State realtor. And I've put together a photo contest. It is located at gogophotocontest.com forward slash your best apocalypse outfit. The photo contest is to benefit Washington community healthcare workers and first responders who need access to supplies to help fight the current virus pandemic. So all proceeds will be going to purchase face masks for them. One supplier that will be involved in that is Gray Harbor Unders, GH Unders, and we'll be getting masks from them, as well as some local community masks and then also a Spartan mask. So there's a couple of prizes. The grand prize is $100 Amazon gift card, plus a $50 gift card to a local garden center, and a face mask from GH Unders, which is worth $30. The runner-up will have a $50 Amazon gift card and a $50 gift card to a local restaurant of their choice. The third place is a $25 Amazon gift card and a $25 gift card to a local small business of their choice, as well as a locally created cloth mask. The theme of this, <laughs> again, is uh, apocalypse, end of worlds, you know, your favorite, think of your favorite uh, end of world movie, you know, Zombieland or Mad Max or Resident Evil for inspiration. And just collect things from around the house or order things, you know, whatever you can come up with creatively. The only restriction on it is that I ask that you don't alter the actual outfit using like using Photoshop and that you make sure to keep any like nudity or really gory images out of it. Just keep think PG-13 when you're creating your costumes. You can include your family, you can include your animals and uh, anyone under 18 must have the permission of an adult. So this is open to anyone who's over 18 years old and it's online so you don't have to be present to win. Contest is running until May 25th. It's been open for about a week. Just looking for people to participate and jump in. I haven't had a chance to really promote it yet so you can feel free to reach out to me on my business page, C-Day Real Estate, on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram under that as well. Uh, you can message me 360-539-7162. Okay, and let me know if you have any questions. Once again, folks, check it out. It is a post-apocalyptic photo contest where you can win yourself an awesome Grays Harbor Unders mask. They're an awesome sponsor of some of our friends and we'd love to see your photos and raise money for this awesome cause. Thanks again, Candace, for reaching out to us, and hopefully all of our listeners get this message. Hey, everybody. Mike with BeastNet here, and on this episode, I've got with me Tatiana. Um, how you doing? Hi, everyone. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah. It's been... All things considered. Yeah, all things considered. It's been the, the, the fun of this whole nightmare. A journey. Maybe. It has been. It's been a definite journey. So how 
how has it affected you? Um, you know, I feel like I've been um, extremely, extremely fortunate yeah. throughout this whole experience. And um, it's, of course, been challenging for me. Um, and I think the most challenging part, honestly, is holding back my viewpoint yes. about it and um, really working on not, I, I don't know, boasting about how fortunate I've been because I understand, you know, I completely understand that a lot of people are having a tough time. And and it has been, that's been a tough part for me too because yeah. I like, you know, one thing I've mentioned before, I mean, I've lost weight, I've done all this stuff and it's yeah. like, I it really seems like I'm unfortunately i mean not sound bad i'm thriving through this exactly and i've been lucky and i'm very fortunate i understand people aren't that's one of the things like i've said on the facebook you see all these things where people like if you don't come out of this a better person and blah 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 and it's like no yeah if you come out of this you've done it right you survived yeah and that's all you have to look at don't don't judge people for how they survive this. Right. You survive it. You survive it. That's exactly it. Like there's so much, there's so much viewpoint. Everyone's spewing off there. Yep. And I'm going to, if you support this person or if you don't wear a mask or if you don't, you know, whatever, I'm going to unfriend you. And I've been just completely like, I carry myself how I carry myself. Yep. And I respect that you carry yourself the way you do. And that does not mean we cannot be friends. Exactly. And that, that's been a very frustrating part for me too. It has been. And actually, I think it's funny because I just posted something on Facebook earlier because I literally had a friend who pretty much either you believe this or you should unfriend me. Yeah. And then I, of course, because I like to egg people a little bit, I'm like, well, this is how I feel yeah. about this. You know, and not to be rude, not to be ups- upset you, but this is how I feel. And if you feel that we can't be friends because I feel this way, then maybe you should unfriend me. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to unfriend you just because you have different views. Exactly. So it's like, we all have different views. All of us see this differently. Right. You know, all the information can be twisted into it to, to make anybody's viewpoint work. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I've watched it over and over again. So it's just, it is what it is. We all just need to be, be, be nice to each other and survive. Exactly. That's, you know, that's how I, I've just been kind of on the back burner in terms of social media. I do try to like, you know, post or encourage some positive yeah. things because of course it is a difficult time. It absolutely. Is. Um, and you know, of course there are certain things I miss like the outdoors and the gym and things like that. Um, but I've just been, which I feel like I was very lucky to catch this term when it all started. Um, I've been limiting my exposure. Mm-hmm. So I refuse. I refuse to watch the news. I refuse. You know, if there are some like educational podcasts, I'll check it out. Yeah. But I don't let myself get heated about everything everyone else is saying. Um, and for some people, they might think that I'm uneducated about it because of that. Um, but, I, you know, again, I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. I'm keeping my head down and I'm, you know, focused on an end point right yeah. now. This is the new normal. This is how it's going to be for a while. But I do see an end point. And then that's a good way to do it. I mean, it's like you said, it's one of those people might say you're uneducated. But I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, not to sound bad, but before all the Internet age, everyone was like, people aren't educated enough. And I think right now there's too much information out there and it's so much that it's clouded. Absolutely. From so many different directions, from so many different perspectives. And it's, I'm to the point where it's like overload. You know, what do I believe? Sometimes I question that. um, that, Why? I've I've done that a few times where it's like, why do I believe this? Yeah. 
You know, and then I go do research and I'm like, oh, well, okay, maybe not. And it's really humbling to be able to question ourselves in that way. Um, and, you know, I just. But there's a lot of people. And that's one of the biggest problems that I have is there's a lot of people out there that they, this is their belief and you uh-huh. can't believe against them. And it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I like to consider, like I said, I do the one radio show that we do that's conspiracy theories. Yeah. But we do it as conspiracy realists right. is what we call ourselves. Because what we do, we'll take a theory. And then we dig into it and find the facts. Mm-hmm. And then we'll present the facts and say, decide for yourself. Right, but from all angles. These, yeah, these are the facts that we found from all angles. You know, these guys are saying this, these are saying that. Yeah. These are the facts that have been published, you know, and all that. And it's like, and you usually find that most of the time when people are arguing, it's like, you're both right. Right. You're just looking at it from two different exactly. points of view. Your your perspective of this is different than mine because of... And I feel know. like so many people communicate that way mm-hmm. with um, controversial topics or especially in relationships. And the way I picture it, I read this in a book one time, I picture situations like that as two people sitting across from each other at a table and they're butting heads. Mm-hmm. And in reality, or to make it easier, I suppose, we should be sitting next to each other yes. and looking at the, you know, the situation, whatever it is. And, and I think a lot of people these days, uh, and a big piece of it is contributed to social media is that people just jump on whatever bandwagon mm-hmm. sounds best to them. Yeah. And you see it a lot and it's a lot of that. And that's, there, there are people and I've tried not to unfriend anybody. I don't think I've really unfriended yeah, anybody doing this. Yeah. There have been a few people I've muted. Because mm. there is the option where I can mute you for 30 days. Right. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I honestly had to do that with my dad because it was one of those. It wasn't that his viewpoints were different than mine, mm-hmm. which they were in some aspects. Yeah. It was more that all the information he was putting was like one click away from proving it, it didn't exist. Right. Like, you you know, this doesn't isn't a thing. Yeah. You know. And in fact, we got into it one day, like talked, to, like got into it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I stepped back and I was like, hey, let's. Why do you believe the what you believe? Mm-hmm. And then he explained it to me. And then I'm like, okay, I understand what you're saying then. This is why I believe what I believe. Because from my perspective, mm-hmm. this is what I'm seeing. And he's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And by the time we walked away, we realized both of us were saying the same thing. Right. We were just saying it in a different way that didn't make, you know, yeah. made the other one think we were against it. But yeah. a lot of times that's what it is. I've, I make a comment because uh, I teach, you know construction safety mm-hmm. and one of the things i always talk about is guardrails where you know a guardrail height has to be 39 to 45 inches well it's written two different ways in the standard one it says 39 to 45 another says 42 plus or minus three and i've literally watched people fight over which one's correct so interesting. when you look at them and you're like okay 42 minus three is 39 and plus three is 45 so you're saying the same you're thing. Still within, yeah, you're, yeah. It's the exact same measurement. You're yeah. just seeing it from two different perspectives, and you see that with a lot of arguments where it's like, you actually look at what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're saying the same thing, right? I think a lot of people just get so caught up in emotion, yeah. which is yep. understandable. It is. You know, emotions they happen; they're real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it takes a big piece of us. It's going to take a big piece of us to set that aside, and. You know, if you truly value the relationships and the friendships you have with the people in your life, you know, put your perspective to the side, not necessarily let it go, but, you know, hear them out. Yeah. And that's what a lot, there's a lot less. Most people, it's like the old, you see a lot of times people say people don't listen to, uh, listen to be, yes, they don't listen to, listen to it. They listen to react. Yeah. So the, the way I've heard it is they don't. 
Oh gosh, how'd it go? Maybe I hear. I I have it backwards. I always say to myself, seek first to understand, yes, and then to be understood. Yes, and that's 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 once again we're basically saying the same thing, just in different wording. Yeah, exactly. And that is is and that's it. Seek to understand, not to you know, and that's it. You know, and that people are so quick to say, but but. And then, and then they push their agenda yeah, or their, theirs. yeah. And I've done it before where I've sat there and watched people do it. And I'm like, really, what he's saying is the exact same as what you're saying. You're just not listening long enough to hear. And then on the other side, you're not listening long enough to hear him. Right. And it's really causing an argument. Um, yeah. In fact, I've taped people and then played it back. And it's like, stop. Listen. Don't, just listen yeah. to what they're saying. And they're yeah. like, oh, wait, that is the same thing. It is. Mm-hmm. So it really listen to people and you yeah. know, understand it. And so I've appreciated getting to know how people are responding or reacting yeah. to, you know, our current events. Um, but I feel like a fly on the wall. You know, I just I don't want to say I necessarily feel guilty about how fortunate I've been. But yeah. it's I, you know, it's been my experience and I'm very grateful for that. And I'm the same way. And it's like I said, it is kind of one of those things you do feel, you know, it's tough because you want to, you know, not sound bad. You want to say, hey, look what I've done. Yeah. You know, you're so proud of yourself. Like, you know, for me, it's like, you know, um, like I said, I've, you know, lost a bunch of weight and I've done all this and I've been running and I've been doing all that. And I had someone like, you know, you, you're making me feel bad because I'm not doing anything. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying. I'm just... For me, this is like, I feel so good about what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm not trying to take away from anybody's struggles or anything like that because right. I have been fortunate enough that I, you know, I have a job where I can work from home. Yeah. That's and exactly. And yep. I can do all this stuff and it gives me time to still go out and run and get on the treadmill because I have time between classes because I'm not driving too well. Right. You know, but before my classes were set up with enough time that, you know, okay, I finished this one. I need time to drive to the right. next one. Well, I don't have that. I don't need that two hour window because... Yeah. I, I pretty much just have to load up the next class. Exactly. So, Five minutes. Yeah. 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 I've been extremely fortunate. You know, luckily I made the decision to work in healthcare, which isn't my, you know, landing spot. But no. for right now, I'm very grateful that, that I'm needed to an extent. So, um, no. it's good. I appreciate So what, what is your, your final landing spot? I think that my landing spot changes on a regular basis. I'm so Which, frustrated with that. But it, it's it's good. Because yeah. Because it means you're thinking about it. I mean, you're, you're flexible. Yeah. There are way too many people that get stuck on this is what I want to do. And then it's like, okay, it's like at what point do you finally look at them and go, that's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to look at something else where you, you know, you're like, okay, well, this isn't working. Let's bend the, bend the plans a little bit mm-hmm. and let's go this way. Yeah. You know, it's not, you don't use it as an excuse to stop. Or anything. It's just no. like, oh, well, new obstacle in the way. Let's move on to, you know, right. let's still get to the finish line. The finish line is just going to look a little different. A different route. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's exactly, you know, what's been going on for me over the past couple of years. I, you know, I, uh, I finished undergraduate school two years ago and I had applied to four different graduate programs in neuroscience and I was so certain that this was going to be it, you know, and, and I was so excited about it. Um, and I did not get accepted into any of those programs and still sometimes not as often as when it first happened is still a hard pill to swallow that, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't good enough. And I don't know if I'd use the phrase, I wasn't good enough for whatever reason, they didn't see the value in you that the rest of us do. Let's it, put it that way. I, 
I like that reframe. They didn't see the rest of they didn't see the value in you. They because missed they an don't know you. And they missed an opportunity to have an amazing, That's, valuable person. I appreciate that. Yeah. So that didn't happen. And so that took me a while, honestly, to like emotionally yeah. pick myself back up, understandably. And then, you know, my goals kind of shifted from grad school to, okay, so what else? What else can I do? What else am I passionate about? And so it kind of transformed from neuroscience to forensic psychology. And now I'm, you know, I'm open to either. Um, I still someday I do want to go to graduate school. Since then, I have kind of had like impromptu interviews with professionals in the field of science, of psychology, of um, criminal justice, you know, just kind of get, I'm gathering information. I'm gathering data, I suppose. And, um, you know, for a while I thought my direction was going to be going back to get another bachelor's degree to yeah. see, you know, what, where is that going to take me? Um, and then I kind of pumped the brakes on that, uh, regrouped and figured I needed, I needed to go somewhere where there was going to be opportunity. And, you know, for those of you who may know, I used to live in Oregon and now I'm up here yeah. 20 minutes south of Seattle, maybe 30 minutes and, um, took a job for Providence hospital, knowing that there's going to be much more opportunity up here, whatever it is that I want to pursue. And so right now I have my eyes on getting into the field of research. Um, ideally I would like to, you know, be a part of a research team in in relation to psychology or anything with people and yeah. mental illnesses. Uh, but I'm open at this point just so I can get into the field. I'm open to, you know, cardiovascular research or kind of anything like that. So I still want to pursue yeah. human services in a, in some form or fashion. So, Well, and that's good. Like I said, it's good to be flexible. I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, you're, you're a little younger than me, so... <laughs> hey, that's not funny. You're not supposed to laugh that hard at that. But um, it took me, I was I was 40 before I realized what I really wanted to do for a living. Mm-hmm. So and finally finished my bachelor's degree. I'm, I'm hoping to be done this year. I, I have one obstacle I've got to figure out, and it's my own. I, I have, You know how clap. You can clap out of classes. You test out. Oh, yeah, They yeah. say you don't have to do it. Yeah. Well, somebody has a little bit of an ego, apparently. And thought he could finish do a biology te- biology test out of biology without studying. Oh no! In February, yeah. So and I missed by like three points. Uh, I... Passing. Oh. So, uh, and like I said, it was my own fault. Yeah. I went into it with this ego of I've took biology in high school twenty years ago. <laughs> this will be fine. It'll be a piece of cake. Yeah. And I missed I missed passing by two oh, like three so three close. or four points. Yeah. So now. I've got to, I have to wait, wait three months, which would actually be the end of May to, to retest. retest. Okay. But my next term, every class I have left after this term finishes or my next term finishes uh-huh. in eight weeks uh-huh. involve, I have to have biology as a prereq. So you need this. So if I don't pass this time, I've got my next term will literally be, I won't be able to take anything Halted. but biology in just the one class yeah. and will push me into graduating next year. Okay. So if I, pass it which i will i've got this i ordered paid for freaking a study guide that should be here you know this week that i'm going to sit and study it and go through it and practice tests yeah. and all of that and uh so if i clap out of that and then i clap out of like u.s history yeah and then a humanities one there's huh. like four or five classes i have to clap out of all to graduate in december with a bachelor's in occupational safety you. and health so but it took me till i was 40 yeah. to decide that that's what i wanted to do 
Right. So before that, it was, you know, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a vet. Right. Um, I, I even went to Pullman to go to school over there to become a vet. Oh, really? Um, and then realized, and I know this sounds horrible, I have a problem with dead bodies. <laughs> like, in the sound, human bodies, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> the animals, I see animals. a dead animal and I can't deal with it. So it's like, I can't be a vet because I don't blame you, yeah. half my job would be dealing with dead animals and I can't do it. Yeah. So that's yeah. out, you yeah. know, and that's it. And it's one of those things, luckily I found out early. Um, cause I have friends who like paid for their kids to go to school and mm. become a doctor and then realize they didn't want to do it. And it's like, yeah, you just spent seven years in school to right? decide you don't want to do this. <gasps> yeah. Yikes. You're screwed. Yeah. So it, it's good. I mean, it's, I've always been of the belief that I think kids honestly should go into the workforce and go to school at your age. Yeah. At, you know, 25, 26. Yeah. And that's something that I learned from all of the talking I did with a lot of people in the field. Um, is that, you know, some of the some of the people didn't return to graduate school going from their bachelor's to their master's or PhD or whatever they got until after like five years. Yeah. And so that made me feel good knowing that I for a long time I felt like rushed, like I need to figure yes. out and I need to get into a program and need to do it. And so it it validated the fact that I can take my time if mm-hmm. that's what I need to do. And I think one of the big learnings that I've got since I finished undergrad is I was pushing so hard for this run one direction and I have to be open to many different possibilities because the, you know, case in point of my experience, the odds of your one direction working out, yeah, you know, if you're really lucky, excellent. I'm happy for you. But along the way, I've also found passion about other things that I might be open to. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned about myself when I was talking with my, my best friend, Katie, I've, I, I often feel like something's wrong with me because I, I, I hate the mundane routine of Monday through Friday, nine to five. You know, I, I can't, I don't like sitting at a desk. I don't like looking at a computer. I don't like, there's so many things that I don't like. And I'm like, how do people do this? I don't know. And I think that was one of my biggest problems and that I learned over the years was I kept getting jobs where it was nine to five. I sat at a desk all day long and it drove me nuts. Right. Um, the last job I had before I, I decided I wanted to do safety and I just completely like changed my entire career path from like management and construction to I want to do safety and construction. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally set up my office so that I could stand up. Yeah. So that was one difference that I changed it. And I'm like, oh, I, this is a little bit I can walk around. Yeah. I can do whatever while I'm, you know, while I'm working. And that's one of the things I realized why I love safety so much. I don't sit at a desk. Yeah. I'm in a classroom. I'm talking to people. I'm walking around. Right. You know, I think because uh, I wear a Fitbit. Um, what was it? Thursday. I taught a class for four hours. I looked at my Fitbit afterwards. I had like 6,000 steps. Got your steps in. <laughs> during my, you know, yeah. during my class because yeah. I pace and I talk and right. I mean all that stuff. And it's changed everything I feel. It's changed the way I feel about myself. Yeah. And that was one of the things I learned. And it's good that you've learned that early that you just don't. Well, and it's challenging for me because I'm like, if I want to pursue forensic psychology or neuroscience or whatever, what if I get bored with it? I'm so scared. Like, it's so important for me. that is a scary me. thing. It's important for me to love what I do so that I'm not bored with the nine to five or the routine, whatever it may be. And my friend Katie, she described to me, well, maybe you're not passionate about a particular topic or subject or profession or, you know, whatever. 
maybe you're passionate about variety. Yeah. And that resonated with me. She probably told me that like a year ago. And even still to this day, I'm like, I am a variety type of person. And so I've kind of through, through this whole, you know, COVID experience, I've been, I've had a lot of time to, you know, sit in my head and analyze a lot of stuff. And so I've, I'm kind of working out a deal with myself that if I don't, I'm going to continue. I'm obviously always been a very resilient person and I will continue to find a job in the field of research and science for, and here's where my deal comes in for the next year Yeah, because my lease is up next year. And if I have not got my foot in, in any direction that might be, you know, something I want to pursue realistically, um, then I, (laughs) sounds kind of hasty. Um, I'm going to buy a camper and I'm going to travel the U S Canada. Eventually I'd like to travel the world. Um, because I feel like now this is the time to do it It for one at my age. And I am lucky enough that I don't have anything tying me down. So, if you know, well, we would miss you, but <laughs> I would find a way to like go see you while you're out there. It'd be an excuse to travel. Yeah. Hey, I hear you know Tatiana's wherever here. Let's go, let's go visit her. Right, <laughs> and it can be. It's a scary thought, you know. Not really, but I've. I don't want to say never. I'm not really one to have roots. Yeah. And it's something I've always found myself drawn to yeah. traveling. Um. There's so much to see in this well, world. And I think a lot of people get stuck on the whole thing of you need to have, you know, and it's the same thing like with school where I was saying, I think kids should go into a career or not a career, but something to figure out what they really want to do before they go to school. Mm-hmm. And it's like with the, the other thing, you know, society has told us for years that, you know, by your age, you should be married. You should have popped a couple kids out yep. and you should be, you know, a, a housewife. Right. But is that what you want? Is that what would make you happy? Right. You know, and, and if it's not, don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For some for some people, that might be yeah. right where they want to be. And that's awesome. But for me, it's like, you know, of course, I want to find a career that I'm passionate about. But I also feel like this would be a good time. To- and yeah, it could be. I mean, that's one thing where I always feel like I got lucky because we did the opposite where we had kids and everything young. Mm-hmm. And I'm 42 and my youngest just turned 18. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at an age where, you know, both of us are financially stable enough. Yeah. And our kids are all grown that we could start traveling now. And that's exactly. So we did the opposite. Where Yeah. You know, and that's something that I keep telling myself that, you know, if it if this next year doesn't work out to where, you know, I end up staying and building my career, I have my future. You yeah. know, I have when I get older to be able to um, travel, you know, when I am financially stable. And I've just I've been trying to work been trying to find like this isn't how life has to be i can find i can figure out a way and i think one of the things that really resonated with me uh i talked to my dad the other night and he he lives like three thousand miles away from me but he's is my person yeah oh my goodness he's my person and uh i talked to him the other night about this fear of the routine and the nine to five Monday through Friday, just waiting so anxiously for the weekend. I hate that feeling. And I asked him if he ever felt that way when he was my age. And he said, I still feel it to this day. And that scares me. I don't want to feel that. And I get it. And that's one thing, like I said, that's why I'm so glad the the position that I'm in now, because it is, it's constantly changing. I don't have an office. 
Right. My office is literally in my house. Yeah. So if I'm not going, you know, to to a class, I can, you know, I mean, really the COVID's kind of really shown me what I love is, I mean, if I want to get up at seven in the morning and start working, cool. Mm-hmm. If I want to get up at noon and start working, cool. <laughs> right. Either one works as long yeah. as I get my work done. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time, you know, of the day I'm doing it. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter anything like that. The only times it matters is when I'm teaching, of course, obviously we have set times that, mm-hmm. you know, I teach. But even then it's like, you know, I, I get to go different places. I'm not going to my office every day and sitting there and staring exactly. at the same screen and the same yeah. wall. You know, like tomorrow I'm going all the way up to Bellingham to teach class. Wow. So, you know, and it's like. When else would new I been able to do this? You know, day. it's a new adventure yeah. every day, and that's what I love, and that's that's why I'm so glad that when I made the choice to switch from being management to go to safety, is mm-hmm. it's a new adventure every day. Yeah, and that sounds like you know you need something you know in research something that is like that, and there are research ones you can get into where you travel all over the world and do research. Absolutely, so, you know, especially anything that, involved in like aquatic or marine life, which uh, you know I I don't know how I would feel about that, but I'm. I'm, what I'm finding is that I'm open, you know, to any of the possibilities, whether it be getting a job in research or traveling, you know, yep. just getting a camper, selling all my stuff. And, and it's not like it's going to be forever. I'd probably do a year unless I yeah. financially somehow magically. Or somehow, you know, who knows? Maybe during that traveling, all of a sudden you land the, you know, and that's the thing about, you know, when you have a very open about, you know, mm-hmm. how your future, what you want to do for, for a job, you may mm-hmm. be all of a sudden out in the middle of Kansas somewhere and, you know, Happy somehow you run into, you know, a research, you know, right. job just, yeah. you know, randomly. You know? Yeah. And you never know. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things. That's what's great about life is you never know. It's like, you know, for me going into safety, it just I happen to literally had the company I worked for. We joined a program for safety and by doing that I ended up realizing how much I wanted to just I didn't want to be management I wanted to be safety right you know and it was but I never thought that's where I would go mm-hmm. if you would have told me 10 years 5 years ago right. that my job I would be a safety professional teaching people safety I would have told you you're out of your mind <laughs> right you know yeah and I think that's one of the good things about being able to roll with change is, or things not going your way is that there's punches. there's going to be something different something better oftentimes there is, and I, and I mean, that's it, is people get so, like you said, they get so focused on, you know, like you you were, you know, you said you were focused, this is what I'm going to do, right. I'm going to go into grad school, I'm going to do all this, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, no, you're no. not. right. And you're like, oh. Now what? Now what? Yeah. And I think too many people get, you know, unfortunately that happens to them, and then their whole world crashes around them. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when we get into that defeated attitude, we settle. Yes. And... um I'm, you know, I may take some time to sit and ruminate in those emotions. Um, but I felt, you know, I appreciate myself for having a characteristic or the the ability to, and you did, you regrouped, moved on to something else. And it's like one of those things It doesn't mean that you're, you know, you wouldn't still want to do that. Right. If the opportunity suddenly rose, you're like, cool, I'm there. Mm -hmm. But it's like too many people get stuck on how do I, how do I make this happen? Yeah. It's like, exactly. well, move on. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, you're, you're, you've got another plan. Yeah. You know, and it's just people have to. And I think for me, the obstacle course racing in a lot of ways changed my whole mindset on that. Mm. Where it's like you come up to an obstacle and before it's like, oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. this sucks. <laughs> right. Like, what am I going to do now? And now you come up to it and you're like, okay, 
you're, you're in your brain. How do I get around this? How do I get over it? Mm-hmm. Do I need to change my course? Right. What does this do to my plan? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like you start looking at life that way. Like Absolutely. with you, all of a sudden a new obstacle and you're like, okay, does this end my race? No, right. it doesn't end. Now I just have to figure out what what path do I need to take Yeah, well, it's my to make plan this obstacle action. not, you know, what's my plan of action? And I yeah. think that's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, I think a big... as weird as it sounds, I feel like I owe a lot of this idea, all of these ideas that I'm having, I owe to the current events, which sounds twisted and dark for, you know, a lot of people might be like, um, what in the actual, you know, which is fine. Um, but I have been in, again, so fortunate, especially financially to actually begin planning this and think, you know, believing that this is possible and, so, yeah. and that is, it's one of those things you, you, like you said, you've been fortunate. And like I said, some of us, you know, like me, I've been fortunate where, you know, me and Amber have been able to work through this whole thing. So financially we've stayed fine. We've been able to, you know, really get through this, you know, and I, yeah. I hate to say it and I always feel bad saying it, but we had, this really hasn't affected us mm-hmm. in a big way. I mm-hmm. mean, it just, you know, made things a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, the way we work is a little bit different. You know, Amber works from home three out of five days. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I work from home doing classes from on zoom and my, in my workout area. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Everyone gets to look at all my workout equipment <laughs> behind me while I'm, I'm doing class, Yeah, but it's changed things. But, and that's one thing where I feel I got lucky because both of us work for small companies. Mm-hmm. So if we'd work for larger companies, I don't think it would have ended this way. Right. But for us, cause it's smaller companies, mm-hmm. the companies adapted. They're like, okay, well we can't go into work. Mm-hmm. So let's do this. Right. And you know, they switched to like, for me, the zoom classes Mm -hmm. and computer-based training. I've been done multiple videos now of, you know, computer-based, like if you log into do computer-based training through my company, I'm the ugly face you get to see, you know, talking back to you is, you know, that stuff and doing voiceover work and stuff like that for my company. And it's just like, we found new ways to do it and we've adjusted. Still be efficient in your role. And yeah, all that. Yeah. I think I, I read this metaphor, kind of back towards the beginning when this all started. I know I wish I could remember the author who kind of like created this vision, but it really stuck with me. They described like for some of, for some of us, this, I, okay. In all this experience is like a storm. Yeah. And they intentionally use the word storm because people interpret the word storm differently. Yes. And then they went on to describe that for some people, this experience is like a drizzle. You know, it's just kind of like, I'm getting by. I'm doing yeah. fine. It's not a big stressor. I'm doing okay. For some people, this experience um, is like thunder and lightning, where they're absolutely terrified. They're being affected in ways that, you know, who who knows? All kinds. Yep. Um, and then for some people, this is just an absolute, like, tornado. And it's just spinning them in whirlwinds that they never you know, things like that. And so that has really, that's how I describe it for me. It's been a drizzle. And, um, again, I'm very thankful that it's been a drizzle. And I think it goes back to perspective. Like we were talking about where, you know, perspective, like the thunder and lightning storm, where a lot of people are freaked out and they're hiding in their corner. I'm the guy I would dancing out, dancing out in the rain, you know, having a blast, enjoying it, it, you know, and watching it and love. I love lightning storms. I Mm -hmm. love watching the lightning. Yeah. So for me, it's, you know, and it becomes, like I said, it's perspective because perspective, some people, you know, and it's for me on this, it's, you know, like I said, a lot has changed and 
the last two years, I keep using this phrase that this is my year of no excuses. Hmm. And I found every freaking excuse I could not to work out. Yeah. And this year, I'm like, you know, I know I've said it for the last two years, but this really is the year. Uh This is my year of no excuses. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they threw this huge freaking pandemic in front of me where, you know, I can't go to my gym. I can't do all that. And I'm like, well. The perfect excuse. Here is my perfect excuse. Yeah. And here is me not going to let it happen. Yeah. You know, and so I made sure I, I rearranged my, my workout area. I got more equipment. Yeah. I've been out running. I changed my diet, you know, and I'm like, this is, this is my perfect excuse. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that this does not work. Yeah. That I'm still going to, this is my year of no excuses. I'm still going to do everything I can. Yeah. So, and Good you know, you. like I said, when you got here this morning, as of this morning, since February, I'm 35 pounds down. Such an so I mean, and it's just like, and I'm not stopping. I'm this is this is just the beginning. Yeah. So I want to be, you know, I told uh, Nick Thompson last year when we finished Hawaii, mm-hmm. and I was destroyed by the end of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I don't remember doing the sprint. My body was so. I, I remember I your feet out. just being. My absolute feet were absolutely destroyed, garbage, bleeding. Yeah. I was not in any shape. There is no way in hell I should have been out there. But I'm stupid and I do that stuff anyway. Yeah. Like people are like, you shouldn't do this. I'm like, cool, see you. I'm, I'm going gonna, anyway. Right. You know, and I told Nick, I'm like, next year my, my goal is to be the partner that he needs, not the race partner he got. Wow. And when we he came in, you know, last week and we sat down and recorded an episode mm-hmm. and that's one thing that, you know, he's like, You are basically almost oh. to that point. So Melt my and heart. that's what I'm trying to get to is just yeah. I want to be I've always been one I don't care about finishing first. Yeah. I'm not one. Whatever. I know I'm never going to be the fastest. And that's not because I can't be. I'm sure if I push hard enough, mm-hmm. I could probably get to that point where yeah. I would be one of the faster ones out there. But that's not who I am. Right. I'm one of those ones. I would rather like the the year at Washougal where, you know, Jesse's friend, what was his Tom? I can't remember his name. Oh, that gosh. big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was 400 pounds and we got him through that entire course. God, that was a good race. It took us forever. He was so funny, that guy. It, but he was so amazing. He was a funny guy. He was yeah. amazing. But it was like one of those things. I felt so much better after that than if I had finished first in that race. And Tony, that was Tony, his name. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. And I'm one of those. I feel I feel better helping somebody yeah. than I do being ahead of everybody. So I'm never going to push myself. To, I want to be that guy, though, that I am a help. And mm-hmm. I felt like last year on some of the races, I wasn't. Mm. I was the guy hindering everybody else. Mm. So I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the one helping people. Yeah. And I don't want to be the hindrance. So, and that's what I'm trying to get to is, you know, everyone's like, what's your goal? And I'm like, my goal is about 190 pounds. My goal is to keep going. But yeah. even if I don't hit that, my goal is healthy. Right. You know, and I only say 190 because 10 years ago when I lost all the weight the first time and was feeling healthy, I was about 190 when I felt right. Oh, so wow. that's about where I'm, I'm gauging it off of. But if I hit 210 and feel great, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially now because our bodies, you know, as we age. Especially from 10 years ago, your body's going to metabolize everything differently, you know, but good for you. What a motivation. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. I got you. I mean, I watched you go out there and freaking whoop everyone's ass. No, I was so close. I tried. Um, there was a couple races, and I think 2018 was a good race season. Um, I had a couple of 
fourth place finishes in age group. So I was really, really close to, um, to a podium finish. And I think 2019 was a decent year. It wasn't as good. Um, you were late to a few races though. I was also I gotta give you crap. tardy. Yeah. A little bit tardy. I'm not a morning person, but that yeah. could all be in my mind too. If I, you no, know, I'm if not we, a morning person either. If we tell ourselves that we are or aren't something, we're more likely to yeah. believe it. But, but I, I just struggle with, oh my gosh, I don't like getting up well, I think early. it's an internal clock thing too. I yeah. Mean, it's, some people just have that internal clock where getting up at four in the morning they're fine with. Yeah. Where I'm like, I would rather stay up till four in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, it was still, you know, 2019, because of 2018, I went into 2019 with like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to podium finish. I'm hungry. I'm after it. Um, and then slowly through time, I realized uh, similar to your situation for me, it was more about the experience, yeah. you know, racing with people that I love, getting my little sister involved. Um, you know, things like that. And then 2020 happened, uh, meaning, you know, COVID yeah. happened. And I think I, I appreciate the perspective I have about it. I wouldn't exactly call it pessimism. I'm just realistic. The perspective that I have is, you know, I've kind of just kissed everything goodbye, any races or activities. It's because then if I'm, if I have hopes of this certain race or this certain, yeah. like the state fair, you know, or anything like that. And then it turns out to be canceled. I'm going to be extremely devastated. And I would rather just like. If it happens, it happens. If exactly. it doesn't, you know. Exactly. And that has been tough because that was one of the things. It's like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day that I have had. I should have six Spartans under my belt right now. Yeah. That was my plan for right. the year. Trifecta, I should have six, yeah. six Spartans. I should be working on. I actually should have trifecta number two done. Right. And working on three. Right. Um, and then I should have a marathon that I should be doing my next month. Oh. I should be doing all, you know, all these races and it's everyone's like, you know, but they're all canceled. Don't you feel bad? And I'm like, it sucks. But yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, that I can't keep doing stuff. It's like, you know, when Montana weekend, me and Don, we went out and we oh. did, we did a, a full half marathon. Yeah. And then turned around the next day and did a 10K just to like, you know, Dang. so we did the, the, yeah. the mileage Still that we would have done in Montana. Right. You know, did the distance, but yeah. we just didn't, you know. We didn't go to Montana and do the that that was racist. It's so my favorite it's, race. Oh, it's mine too. Yeah. But it's it is what it is. Yeah, I think know? that's one thing I wanted to kind of like shake people is like, no, the things that you want aren't happening or you're not getting your way or whatever. But life is still moving on, and that's something that I'm really trying to be particular about not taking granted for is like looking for jobs. I don't think, I don't know if a lot of people are like, yeah, now's a good time to look for jobs. I've already had two interviews in the field, you know, for a research assistant yeah. position. And, and I'm like, I, this is, I don't want to say it's frustrating, but like life is still yeah, happening. It's still happening. It's happening in a different way, but it's happening. And, yeah. and, and I think I really lucked out because at the start of the year, because I moved up here and I'm sure everyone knows it's, Moving in of itself is expensive. Yeah. Living up here is expensive. Um, I did not have the finances that I once had. You know, like last year I had a season pass. Yeah. And the year before that I got to go to Greece for the Trifecta Championship weekend. Um, this year I wanted a pass, of course. I also wanted to go to Costa Rica that I would actually be leaving a week from today. And I had to cancel. I had to let go of all of that at the start of the year, knowing that I couldn't afford it. And 
for some weird instance, COVID comes around and says, well, just kidding, because no one can travel anyway. Yeah, and would have done that anyway. Spartan so. races are canceled. So, yeah. you know, I'll, and it's just kind of in a twisted way. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And that's just kind of it. I think, honestly, for me, it worked out because it just gave me a, a chance to keep training. Right. Where, you know, it's one of those things. I have a really bad habit in Montana. I love Montana, but I always injure myself somehow. Wow. Like every year I've done something. The first yeah. year it was just like my knee was tweaked a little bit, but that was just because I was, I needed to, to, you know, strengthen my legs again. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, then I, I pulled the muscle, my, my uh, pectoral muscle one year. I dislocated my shoulder another year. Jeez. So it was always something. And yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, I've had none of those races to injure and to, so I can continue. Yeah getting into into the shape that I should be so I won't exactly get injured. Right. And most of those injuries, it's like, why did I dislocate my shoulder? I don't know, because I was putting 270 pounds yeah. on one joint. Right. You know, and oh if I gosh. get rid of 70 of those pounds, the, the chance of me dislocating bit, is going to be a little less. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's giving me that chance to have this year to really reset my body and get me back into. So it's, I'm trying to look at this from a, you know, a, a, optimistic. a optimistic perspective. That's what I was thinking. Absolutely. And that's how I feel about it is I'm give I'm, I'm being given this year mm -hmm. to financially catch up on things and to reset. Exactly. And to slow down. That is another one of my things that I'm really like, wow. Because when I moved up here, I was working two jobs. I was pushing 70 hours a week and I was absolutely like I could cry to this day about how tired I was and just not happy with myself. I wasn't giving myself time for the gym. I, say, I didn't see you very much for a while when you first moved exactly. up here. It's like, oh, she's going to be up here. We're going to see her more. And then it was like, just boom. Yeah. yeah. No, I, was, I, had, I had some work to do. I had catch up. And, and now it's just been the perfect opportunity to slow down it has been it yeah. has been a chance to slow down i mean which i say that but then we've kicked up how many episodes of the podcast come out <laughs> and all that but it gives us more time to do that so. yeah and right now we're, we're working on new ways to do it like right now we have me and you are sitting right next to each other yeah you know talking on microphones and and you haven't had this setup before had the, you know this setup within the last couple of weeks yeah we've finally done it yeah so it's like we're, we're setting up new stuff to make the podcast better and all yeah. that but i mean it's just we're using this as an opportunity. Like you said, for me, it's a, it's a reset year. And mm -hmm. that's how I really feel. feel. Mm -hmm. It's a reset year. I started a new job in January and then all of a sudden COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, you know, I'm training to race, but there's no races to go to. Right. So like I said, there's no chance of me hurting myself. Yeah. Um, we are talking at, at some point, probably next month. I know that the, the marathon we were supposed to do canceled, mm -hmm. but I think me and Don are going to go do it anyway. Oh, really? So we know at the, the location. Yeah. We know the path. I might be oh, interested in joining it you is, on uh, that. It is the John Wayne Trail, the Iron Horse Trail. Okay. It starts at the top of the Snoqualmie Pass at Hayek. Okay. And you get on the trail. Do you go through the tunnel? Yep. You, uh, you told me about that one. Yep. I would love to do that with you Three guys. miles through the tunnel. Okay. And then straight down the hill the whole time. Okay. And it's all downhill. That's awesome. Um, but it's enough of a grade that it doesn't hurt your knees. Right. So, but it's, a, you know, but it's, That's it's good. enough of a grade. You feel it. Your quads will feel it by the end. Right. But it's just, just to see, honestly, I want to see, make sure I'm, I'm improving. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can get it done last time, it took me eight hours. Mm. If I can get it done in seven, sweet. Excellent. Right. I would love to get six. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, if I can beat the eight hours, great. Good you know, you. I did one, I did nine and a half and then the next one was eight. Mm -hmm. So if I can keep getting that, you know, dropping my time and getting better, yeah, you know, awesome. Right. But it's one of those things I don't need 
a race organizer to tell me, yeah. hey, <laughs> go do this. This is where we're going to go and this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I'm just going to go do it. I mean, I have been using the rock and roll virtual as an excuse to, you know, oh. as, a, as an extra bonus to go do these. But yeah, that's yeah. why I've done the, you know, a couple of them. It's like, oh, well, they say I need to do this distance. Let's, I need to do it anyway. Let's go do it. Yeah. You know? And that's what got me thinking, actually, a lot of the virtual race business is booming right now because I think for a lot of us racers, yeah, you know, the environment, the people, the company, yep. the experience. But I'm, I would feel confident to say that a lot of us are like addicted to the medals yeah, at the we're end. Metal horse. Exactly. A metal horse. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm a total metal horse. And I've watched people just completely transform everything to virtual strictly for the metal. And I, that's something I've noticed about myself is as far as the slowing down, um, is I, you know, I haven't yet done a virtual race. I don't really plan to. I mean, if it comes up and well, for some re- but I don't find myself craving the metal. You know what me, I mean? It wasn't really just that. I mean, I am a metal whore. Like I said, I'm Ab- a metal, oh, metal yeah. Metals. Yeah. But it was we were doing them anyway. So it's kind of one of those things. Someone posted it, mm-hmm. the rock and roll. And it's like, oh, I see. I'm doing these anyway. Yeah. You know, so I might as well sign up for it. And then it just gave me something to, you know, because it was like kind of hold you accountable a little yeah, bit. A little bit. And okay. It was like we'd go, OK, this weekend we're going to go do a 5K. Yeah. You know, and we might do 5K, we might do four, or we might do 12. Right. We just, just whatever. So, and then the the rock and roll ones, it's like, we're going to go, we we plan to do this at least every Sunday anyway. Mm -hmm. So, why not just say, okay, well, they're saying that we should do a 13K this, or, you know, a 15K this weekend. Okay, cool. We're going to go do 15K. Yeah. You know, and it just gives us a a distance where we were going to go do the run anyway. So now we have a distance that we're shooting for. That's awesome. But it's, you know, it's part of what I've been doing, like I said, to try and lose weight. Like, you know, I went out and Wednesday decided I'm just going to go run because I have time and see how far I can push myself by myself before I hurt. You know, I I feel pain because I tweaked my knee about a month ago. So I've been really kind of taking it easy. Mm -hmm. Well, according to my coach, not easy enough, but whatever. (laughs) But... That's a big challenge for, I feel like, at least for me, when I started racing and getting into like really caring about my fitness and my body, um, is that it took more self-discipline it, to this day. It still takes more do- self-discipline for me to take a rest day yeah. or to take it easy. Well, and that's my problem. And Amber attests this. I'm a, a, a all or nothing person. Yeah. That's like my whole personality is an all or nothing personality. Yeah. So when I decide I'm going to do fitness and I'm going to eat right, it's all or nothing. <laughs> right. So either I'm doing it all. Or I'm doing none of it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's my problem. And I'll push myself. And that's what I did 10 years ago when I went. I, I tweaked my knee mm. and then on one half marathon and then did another one two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And on that second one, my knee just totally went. Yeah. And of course it went halfway through the race. And of course I finished oh, right. on that busted knee Yeah, and just totally tore it up. So, which I think is like a Spartan mentality. I think mm-hmm. that's a common, like yes. all or nothing push through and yep. finish this thing, no matter what is going yep. on in your body and your mind, whatever. And that's excellent. You know, that's one of the things that I love. And at the same time, it's about finding balance outside of Spartan, we yes. need to like, and we need to, and it's one of those things for me, it took a long time to start finding balance on the, my body Yeah, because I will push my body till it breaks mm-hmm. and yeah. I know I will. Yeah. And I finally started about two years ago, finally started saying, okay, I need to step back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, and I think what it was is the first time was at Montana when I, uh, t- you know, pulled something in my pectoral and my mm-hmm. bicep, Yeah, you know, pulling myself up over a wall Oh my gosh. and I did it on the beast, mm-hmm. you know, on Saturday. And I was probably a mile in. Mm-hmm. 
But I pushed it the whole race. Oh, my you know, gosh. Every hanging obstacle was excruciating pain, but I, I went for it anyway. Yeah. And then I finished, and the next day I'm supposed to go to the sprint. Right. And I wake up the next morning, and literally my right pack is twice the size of my left. Oh. And I'm like, I need to bow out. I'm like, for the first time in my life, I'm going to say, okay, I am injured enough yeah. that if I go out and do this race today, then I'm going to injure myself more. Right. So I need to step back. Yeah. And that was one of the first times. And there's been a couple of times now where I've, I've done enough damage to my body the first day that I'm like, yeah. Or, you know, as a race is coming up, I'm like, I need to step back. Right. Because I've done, I, there's something that's injured that if I go do this, I'm going to make it worse. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing. Absolutely. It and is. I really, Hawaii last year, I should have, but Hawaii was such a. You were so bound and determined. I was to bound and determined. I wanted weekend. that trifecta weekend. I don't blame you one bit. And it That's was, tough. that was try number four. So, yeah. You know, the first time the broken foot, I, I DNF the beast. I still can't believe you did that. Um, Didn't you? Weren't you like wearing a brace? Oh, I was wearing a full boot. And you're like floating down the yes, river. Yes, yes. It was, it was such awesome. Such a funny story. But then, uh, you know, I DNF that year. The next year, I, I decided not to do. Uh, the sprint because my feet were tore up uh-huh. and I was supposed to do Washougal the next weekend with Benton. Uh-huh. So I didn't want to destroy it and make, take that away so that I couldn't, you know, my feet were so bad that I couldn't do a race the next weekend. Yeah. And then the next year was the hurricane. So, which actually honestly was the best time in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about I, that. That was our best trip ever to Hawaii. Oh my god! Everyone's like, you know, oh, you know, it's a hurricane. How bad? I'm like, it's like a Tuesday in Washington. Right. So much fun. <laughs> That's fun. I know. I remember everyone panicking and oh, yeah. all, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, I'm not. I'm having a great time. Oh, it was a blast. That's. I can't believe I totally forgot yeah. about so that. It was me. It was me, Amber, and Serena. Yeah. Because Serena was hanging out with us almost the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And we just we had so much fun because half of the uh, half of the tourist stuff was shut down. Yeah. So right. we didn't, there was none of the like, oh, we got to go do this. It was just us hanging out, hanging having out. blast. Yeah. We had one day that literally just became a bar, a entire day bar crawl. Nice. Where we just went from bar to bar and I made sure I had a hurricane in a hurricane glass in a hurricane. <laughs> so <laughs> Now there's your trifecta. That was my trifecta. <laughs> I have the, the glasses and the, the, the hurricane glass is actually up on my uh, entertainment center with all my pops. So, so then your pass got like forwarded or whatever to yeah. this year. So and it, have they? 2019. Well, I got past 2019 and I used it in 2019. Oh, but then all my races I've done this year. And that's oh, where that's we did right. it. Yeah. Okay, it was. And cheese. me and Nick, we finished it last year. That, okay, okay. It was okay. close. Yeah, but we we finished. Yeah. And then, uh, which Nick was amazing. If it hadn't been for Nick, I wouldn't have. He seems like a very. He is. He seems. He seems like the type of guy. I don't like know him personally. I've yeah. seen him at at races. He seems like the. Like he has the person, the type of personality that would light a fire under my ass where he's just like, let's go. Like just a very loud personality. But he's also one of those, like, he's just, he's big and scary looking because he'd have the, he had the beard with all the like skulls in it and stuff. And you're like, oh, and the shaved head. And you're like, oh, wow, this looks like kind of like the guy from God of War and he's going to kick my ass. And then you get to know him and he's like the the biggest teddy bear. The nicest guy in the world. Right. But yeah, he did. And it was, what was funny is we finished the super and I was tore up. From doing the beast Aww. the day before, yeah. Um, we just the, the beast did not go the way it should have. I got mm-hmm. way too dehydrated, tore my feet up because my you know there was issues with my shoes, and uh, 
the next morning, Amber, it took like an hour to bandage up my shoe, my feet, just so I could put my shoes on Good to go grief. do this, this super. And we finished the super and I'm looking at the neck. I'm like, I'm done, dude. This is, oh, I can't no, do this. No, no, and he's no. like, okay, cool. Well, uh, you know, walk over with me here to go get the, the packet and stuff like that. We're sitting there talking and he's like, yeah, give me your ID pretty much. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, great. I have a pack. Wait, what? Kind of like, so yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I can't do this, dude. I cannot do this. And he's like, okay, cool. And we just kept, and I, we were talking and walking. Oh. And then the next thing you know, I'm standing in the starting. Crowd like, with them. All right, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. And it was, but by the end of it, like I mean, and it's one of the first times I like I skipped the dunk wall, oh, like yeah. completely because my feet were so tore up. I'm like, there's uh, no way I'm putting my feet in that bacteria yeah. bacteria filled water. <laughs> and that makes me wonder what the dunk wall is going to look yeah. like moving forward. Yeah, because everyone's so worried about viruses yeah. and stuff like that. I honestly don't think the dunk wall, which I hate the dunk wall, but I think the dunk wall is going to be a thing of the past. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I will say, though, that on like on the races where we're in a really hot location like Vegas, yes. the dunk wall is what I need. You know, like it feels so good. I think that's one of the few times I don't like if it's hot like exactly. Vegas, I don't. I don't mind. Like, get me. I don't have a problem. Get me to the dunk wall right yeah, now. But then yeah. there's other races. If it's, you know, I'm like, if I'm not burning up, I, I just, but right. I don't like putting my head underwater. I can't stand it. It's, yeah, I don't, it's not. Like when it was in Montana and the, originally in Montana, it used to be in the stream. So there was running water. Oh, wow. So it was clear. You could see perfectly down into it. No yeah. problem. I'd walk up to that even though, it, even though there was like ice cubes floating in that water. It was yeah. so cold. And I would just jump in under and gone. That's how it wasn't like a river, but at the gosh, I think it was the beast in Greece. They had, of course, they had like two of everything because the race was so long. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But one of the spear throws, um, the burpee zone was in the river. And I didn't make the spirit throw. So I go to do my burpees and I honestly took my sweet time because it felt so good to be in yeah. that water. Oh my gosh. And there's some that are like that. Cause like Vegas, I always love Vegas because the, the water, the river walk was a nice cooling. Yeah. Um, except for the year that Hammond decided to switch the route and made it. So the river walk was backwards. So instead of walking downstream, you're walking, you walk up. What? And you want to know how hard that is on your legs? I bet, especially walking through the sand. Isn't there sand? Yeah, there's like a before lot of sand. After the river and the, it was the way the water is there too. Is it's not? It, it's a good almost two feet deep. Yeah. So it's above your knees. So you can't lift your legs up and out. No. So you're dragging them yeah. upstream. And I mean, you got about halfway through and your legs are on fire. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're either dragging them or knees to chest. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and the whole time we're doing it. And I'm like, I feel like I need to find a river because this is the best freaking like workout. workout. Yeah. It's just you, tears your legs up. Yeah. I'm like, wow. That's a good you race. Know? I like that race. Yeah. I was like Vegas. That's, that was the first one that got canceled for me this year that I'm just like, oh, really? Like it, cause it was, it was right to the last minute on that one mm. where you're not sure. And I think it was only a week before the race when they said oh. it's canceled. And by that time, we'd already canceled it. Oh. We'd already canceled our flights because we're looking at it. And I'm like, yeah. the way everything's going, it's like, I don't want it to go this don't way. But this is going to – we're going to make the call now. Yeah. You know, we'd canceled our flights and canceled everything. And then all of a sudden, it was like two days later. They're like, yep, race is canceled. And yeah. then they're like, Vegas is canceled. Like the whole city. And it's right. You know, it's like, you're like, like oh. ghost town yeah. over there. Because we even thought about going anyway. Oh, really? You know, and just going to Vegas and yeah. having a couple of days. But then yeah. it's like the way everything's looking, it's like, you know, we're, there's not going to be anything open. So right. we might as well cancer. And then it just yeah. ended up, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the first race for me actually was Montana. I was hoping to go to that one. Well, I was hoping to volunteer at the Seattle Super because that one's honestly not my favorite venue during that time of year anyway. I'll be honest. I love it. You really? And I know a lot of people have an issue with it. And I think part of why I love it is because having two races in the same venue, you know, you think it would be, you know, would get old. But the fact that they're so different races. Oh, because absolutely. Seattle is, I mean, the, the Super is so wet Ugh. and so sloshy and so nasty that I have actually had slower times on the super than the beast. Oh yeah. Because the yeah. beast is dry and I it's, believe it. you know, you can just, run, you right just through. run right through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, if it were like Hawaii type of rain or maybe like Southern States type of rain where it's warm, but it's raining, yeah. I would absolutely love it. But it's just cold, you know, I, it's not my cup of tea. So I was hoping to volunteer and um but then this year that. it was gorgeous the weekend it was supposed to be it was of like course, 70 right? something degrees and gorgeous the whole yeah. weekend so yeah. where last year i mean it was and last year was an extreme it was a lot worse than the year before and it was cold yeah. nasty and i mean if it wasn't for you know the britons i don't think benton would have finished oh, um, really? mitchell michael britain mm-hmm. mm-hmm. benton sat there because they were speaking japanese the whole time so I don't know what they were saying, what? but well, Benton's taken. He's four years in Japanese, oh. and so are the Britons. So they both they've they knew it. So they're speaking they Japanese. Just making and a just thing of made a thing of it, and huh. it really took Benton's mind away from the fact that he was frozen. Right. But but I saw a lot of friends that ended up tapping out of that because they were frozen, really? and it was it was cold. Yeah. And we were just slow enough too that they closed the the river walk. Like yeah. right as we were coming up on it. It was like one of those. We were like one of the first groups of people that they said, nope. Gosh, I hate that river. Yeah. I'm well, I remember the, the first year, the very first year they did the race there. Mm-hmm. It was, they did a super, but it was in September or October. That'd be cool. No. No? <laughs> no. The problem we ran into was salmon spawning. Oh, wow. So the whole, anytime you went by the river, it yeah. was just, it reeked of dead fish and there was just lines of dead fish alongside the river. Oh, so that's why they never went back in October. But that was the very, that was 2015, the very first year they did it. Cause um, I remember me and Jesse were, uh, and I think it was one of the first times I really met Jesse and hung out with Jesse. <laughs> we volunteered for a setup and we had to go set up the Atlas balls. Oh, that's cool. And it was, they literally like said, okay, this is where we want to do it. Put up the flags and like, now put the Atlas balls here. And we're like, well, where are the Atlas balls? They're like, over there. Are you So we had to go get every single Atlas ball and carry them over. By the time we finished, I'm like, does this mean I don't have to do the Atlas ball the race? Because I've now done it like a hundred times. And then uh, by the time the race came around, the river had raised and washed out the the Atlas balls. They were all gone. All your guys' work. Is yeah. that how you met Jesse? Yeah, that was. I think I'd met him before that, but that was the first time we really like hung out and whatever. But, yeah. And then we, yeah, Jesse. I mean, when he was doing infinite obstacles, most of the infinite obstacles, that's what's out in my yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did the the videos for him, the commercials and stuff that him and uh, Chris did. Oh, really? I did all those videos, so yeah, I have yeah. the originals and the the rough cuts on my, my cool. on the computer we're recording on right now. They're right. there. So I have all those, and then I've helped him with you know the West Coast obstacles and stuff like that when he yeah. switched to that. So yeah, yeah no, Jesse's great. My how times have changed, you know, like similar yeah. to my school experience. He was so certain, not okay, maybe not so certain, but he had an idea of infinite obstacles, yep. and it didn't work out that way. And look what has come of yeah. that door not being, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. And that was it. I mean, you know, Chris moved to Pittsburgh or whatever. Yeah. And, 
then uh, Jesse just kind of moved on to West Coast Obstacles and does yeah. his thing. And um, I there's a huge future there for him on that. I, I can't wait to see where he takes West Coast Obstacles. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I mean, I'm hoping I, I my plan is to literally be right next to him the whole time and do everything I can to help him make that thing amazing. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's work. Yeah. And he's got, you know, um, you know, Jesse, a million other things yep. that he's being pulled in many different directions but oh yeah he's always got some other idea going but that's one thing i've noticed with jesse is he always has some idea and some other thing he's working on mm -hmm. but west coast obstacles is like that's the one thing that he never walks away that's always a part of it yeah it's always in the background it's always right there something in his mind that he's thinking of so, yeah you know and even working with us on the the podcast and doing stuff I yeah mean, he's He's helped us on quite a bit of stuff. In fact, the mixing board that we're using to make all this work where we can sit next to each other came from Jesse. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been a huge part of helping us. And He's a cool know, cat. He is. He's a good guy. <laughs> so, he's going to be... I can't wait to see where he takes all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Knows. And we run into each other at work because I've gotten... Showed up at his job sites a couple yeah, times. Yeah, I remember stuff, him so. telling me about that. That's he funny. said the first time he's like, at first I didn't recognize you with the big, old, you know, yellow shirt and everything <laughs> else on. I'm like, yeah. I'm the safety guy. I have to be all shiny. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we are getting close to the hour mark. Okay. So, and Don gets all crazy with me if I go too far over an hour. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So, is there anything you want to say to the listeners in closing? Oh, man. You get me every time with this. I do. I do. Oh, you should know what's coming. My word. Um, If I could leave with one thing leave you guys with one thing it would be to just really you know do your best to not yes right now is a fearful and unknown time but yes do your best to not sit in it and let that drive your daily functioning and your mental well-being um life is still moving forward and you know surround yourself as best you can with people you love and things you love to do and you know we'll get through this Oh, yeah, we will. Well, as always, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yes, um, thank you for And I'm glad me. you came over to do this. So me too. It was good to see you. I, yeah. I've missed I've missed my family. Yeah, me too. So my OCR family, you know, you, Ash, which I'm hoping she's doing okay. I know she's been having some rough times with work and everything. She's so. got some school stuff and, uh, you know, just, yeah. but she's good overall. That's good. So, yeah. And you mentioned Katie. Katie's always a great one too. So she's doing good too. Yes. She had so, a lot of. I know um, she had a lot of issues and issues. missed almost an entire year of racing. Yeah, she did. And I then she came back last year. I remember seeing her again. Last, last year, year was her comeback. It was yeah. awesome. And then you know, of course, this is happening. But yeah. she's doing really well. It's good. So, yeah. So and then Jesse, of course, which we've been trying to get him set up to come in the studio, but he's got a million things going on. He's, yeah. He's a hard. Hard one to nail down and get to get all we'll get something. Him. We'll, we'll get reel him, him in. So I'm gonna try and get him on the other radio show too. So he has fun with that. Yes, so. he would have. He would have a lot to say. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, and okay. we will talk again soon. Yes. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Hey, everybody. Real quick, we've got a special message from one of our close friends, Candice. She's running a photo contest this month. Take a minute and listen to her message. Hi, I'm Candice Day. I'm a 2019 Beast OCR team ambassador and local Washington State realtor. And I've put together a photo contest. It is located at gogophotocontest.com forward slash your best apocalypse outfit. The photo contest is to benefit Washington community healthcare workers and first responders. 
who need access to supplies to help fight the current virus pandemic. So all proceeds will be going to purchase face masks for them. One supplier that will be involved in that is Gray Harbor Unders, GH Unders, and we'll be getting masks from them as well as some local community masks and then also a Spartan mask. So there's a couple of prizes. The grand prize is $100 Amazon gift card plus a $50 gift card to a local garden center and a face mask from GH Unders, which is worth $30. The runner-up will have a $50 Amazon gift card and a $50 gift card to a local restaurant of their choice. The third place is a $25 Amazon gift card and a $25 gift card to a local small business of their choice, as well as a locally created cloth mask. The theme of this, <laughs> again, is uh, apocalypse, end of worlds, you know, your favorite, think of your favorite uh, end of world movie, you know, Zombieland or Mad Max or Resident Evil for inspiration. And just collect things from around the house or order things, you know, whatever you can come up with creatively. The only restriction on it is that I ask that you don't alter the actual outfit using like using Photoshop and that you make sure to keep any like nudity or really gory images out of it. Just keep think PG-13 when you're creating your costumes. You can include your family, you can include your animals and uh, anyone under 18 must have the permission of an adult. So this is open to anyone who's over 18 years old and it's online so you don't have to be present to win. Contest is running until May 25th. It's been open for about a week. Just looking for people to participate and jump in. I haven't had a chance to really promote it yet so you can feel free to reach out to me on my business page, C-Day Real Estate, on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram under that as well. Uh, you can message me 360-539-7162. Okay, and let me know if you have any questions. Once again, folks, check it out. It is a post-apocalyptic photo contest where you can win yourself an awesome Grays Harbor Unders mask. They're an awesome sponsor of some of our friends. And we'd love to see your photos and raise money for this awesome cause. Thanks again, Candace, for reaching out to us, and hopefully all of our listeners get this message. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.